Welcome to Park Ave Baptist Church Podcast. A weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I'm Himra Chanel, pastor of community engagement and stewardship. And I'm Darcy Jarrett, pastor of worship, advocacy, and arts. Park Ave is a bold, inclusive, and creative community where everyone is welcome. We uplift voices and identities that are marginalized elsewhere. We affirm all ethnicities, racial identities, ages, socioeconomic groups, gender identities, and sexual orientations because we hold to a theology that refuses to other anyone. At Park Ave, our leadership model is non-hierarchical. And we practice an open pulpit where you will hear a multiplicity of theologically trained voices from different backgrounds and social locations. We don't just preach and talk about deconstructing systems and structures of power. We We practice practice it. Through this podcast, we hope you will be inspired, encouraged, and challenged. Listen Listen with with us now. Park Avenue Baptist Church, in response to COVID-19, has suspended in-person worship, but that can't stop us. What you'll hear on this podcast is a recording of our online worship, which happens each Sunday at 10 a.m. Join us through our Facebook, at Park Ave Baptist, or our Instagram, at Park Ave Baptist. We hope that you stay safe in these difficult times. We'll have a reading by uh, Marcus, uh, our scripture reading this morning, Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Now hear the scripture from the book of Genesis. And God said, let us make humanity in our image to resemble us so that they may take charge of the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the earth, and all the crawling things on earth. God created humanity in God's own image, and the divine image God created them. Male and female, God created them. God blessed them and said unto them, be fertile and multiply, fill the earth and master it, take charge of the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, and everything crawling on the ground. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And we welcome now Reverend Dr. Claudio Carvalis. Let us say a quick word of prayer for our preacher this morning who comes to us from far away. God, your message is in and through and just springs forth from Dr. Claudio, Reverend Claudio. Let us hear this message today. Let us internalize, let us hear you in these words, God, and see anew the vision, your vision for our existence. Amen. 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 Friends, what a joy to be here with you all. What a joy. Uh, I'm deeply delighted to be here with you all and to see you. And, and I know a little bit of your fantastic pastor, Pastor Darcy's gift. And, you know, Pastor Darcy's art and deep thinking and, and generosity and a pastor's heart is a wonder. And I thank God for them. I thank God for Pastor, pastor Darcy. And, and see, my, my uh, wife and my kids just uh, text me, said, uh, Dad, can we, can we go to that church? Because they loved it. Uh, uh, Elia, they were talking about the image of God here, 
Jordan they are saying oh this pastor sings so good and so they loved everything so I think we we, we must just move to Washington and just be a part of the church but meanwhile to be here with you is such a joy thank you thank you for all you do and who you are I, I, I thank God for you all so my friends, we are living within the announcement of spring, right? And, and everything is changing. What it felt like it was dead, now is becoming life. What was dormant is now coming back into full awakening. A metaphor for our lives. And that's when I want to see our precious black folks who were killed I want to see them as seeds that will resurrect in our lives, that will become part of our garden, that will expand our memory and we will continue to love them and fight for them. So may they resurrect in us. So we are coming into this weekend, you know, Earth Day is coming now uh, on April 22. And so, because then I wanted to start a sermon with a challenge for you. And, and perhaps this might be too simple for some of you because you were already there, but perhaps for others not. So I want you for the whole spring uh, to take a plant with you and keep going with this plant, but in a different way, right? Uh, I, I don't I look at you. I'd love to see your own here. Perfect. Uh, what I want you to do is to, you know, I think as Baptists, you understand this language, but a personal relationship with your plant. And I will, this is a, a kind of an altar call that instead of coming at the end of the sermon, it's coming at the beginning. It's an altar call for you to care for your plant in a way that is not going to be only decoration. It's not going to be there because it is nice or it's beautiful. But I want you to start a relationship. So I want you to start giving your plant a name. Let's, talk, let's stop to call our plants it. Let's what is this plant? Is it a she, a he, a they? What's the name? So find a name for your plant and talk to your plant. You know, some of you already do that. Some of your parents did it. My mom used to sing to plants every day and talk to her as if they were their kids. And in the morning, we would hear like, oh, look at you. Who are you? You are today. And so sing to them and engage them and and now she, when she travels, she cannot go too far because somebody has to take care of them because she has a deep relationship with, with her plant. So here's a challenge that every day you're going to pray for your plant. Every day you're going to pray for her, he, uh, him, or them. And you're going to say a word also of prayer for all the plants on earth. Is that that's a challenge and for you to go through this this spring with hope that that will continue until the end of your life. We are not alone. They are with us. They are living beings with us. So 
And this is also part of, of the series, right? That uh, Pastor Darcy had this wonderful idea of doing the reverse dominion. And, 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 and how we go about this, this reverse uh, uh, dominion. And, and the idea is to kind of shake off some of the bad theology that we have received. That we, we can only think in terms of human forms and human kinds and human feelings and human ways of being. So uh, we, we, have, we have learned that, that God's full revelation is for humans and, and nature is kind of a secondary part, kind of a background that gives us all that we need, but is there just to give us what we need. We walk in life as if the whole natural world, it is just a a second thought or something that is there for, for, for something that we actually don't need. We don't pay attention. We don't have this awareness that they are living beings. Nature is just a place of beauty or a refuge to go out and walk, but we don't see them as living creatures and beings that are just like us. We have established a kind of an objectified relation uh, uh, with other living beings. And so we need to change that. So the noinimod, I had to practice that, the reverse dominion that Pastor Darcy created and, and has a fabulous, fabulous video about it. It is to, it is to shake us, it's to turn us upside down, inside out, and mess up a little bit with our, with our, uh, the living of, of our faith. Or Martin, okay, okay, good, great idea, Martin, good idea. So, but why bother? Why bother with reverse dominion? What does this even mean? Well, reverse dominion is, is about service, but we, we're not gonna go, that right now we're going to go first into dominion what that what does dominion means well simply put my friends dominion is 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 the way that that we as humans live in the world is the way that we 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 already have established ourselves as dominators of everything that is not human and some human and humans too but the sense that we rule over everything. So we, we are living, because of this dominion, we are living in a very unbalanced world. And living in this unbalanced world is bringing to us pretty much death. And actually the end and threatening the, the, our, our future and for the next generation. I know you all have heard about climate change and global warming and the ways in which it is destroying us. And so it was no long ago that I started to really pay attention to this and see that the future generations won't live if we don't take care of, of, of the earth right now. So for instance, in 2050, which is just 30 years, less than 30 years, all the ice caps on the far ends of the earth will melt. And we will not be able to cool uh, uh, the earth anymore. 30 years. The oceans will overflow. Entire coasts, uh, uh, coast cities will be uh, flooded. We are killing so many forms of life. What did they call the sixth 
greatest extinction. And because of this, we are digging so much into the soil to get stuff for our fuels. And we are throwing it into the air and it is warming with the CO2 that the, uh, the temperatures are already moving. We are not having the same balance and equilibrium. The warming of the air is warming uh, the, uh, the, the oceans. And the coral reefs are dying, the planktons are dying, and we cannot breathe without them. See, the same thing, there is a parallel between the ways we treat each other and the ways we treat the earth. The killing of black folks, the putting people in prisons are the same ways of taking away the breath of the earth. People can breathe, the oceans can breathe. Because the same severance of the same destruction of forests is the destruction of each other. And now the rich people are trying to create life in Mars because they have already abandoned, because they know they are not going to stop their profits. Or Bill Gates buying all of the richest lands in this country. They don't care about the earth, they care about profit. So, friends, the specialists are telling us that we are going into a new era. We came from the Holocene and we're coming into this world called Anthropocene. Have you heard of that? Anthropocene. Anthropocene is the, 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 the time where humans are shifting and moving every part of the earth in more than any form of life. Nothing else is shifting the earth as we as humans are doing it, which means that we are killing and destroying everything. And so the frame for this killing, my friends, is called capitalism. And we have taken capitalism just as a normal thing because this is how we live. This is the American way of life. This is the only way because without capitalism, we're going to have socialism and we cannot have that. The communists are going to take over. So because of that fear, we think that capitalism is the way to go because it's a system of freedom, of choices, and we can do whatever we want. And that is precisely the problem. Because we are doing whatever we want, we are killing each other. So capitalism and colonialism are, are the frame of patriarchalism, is the frame of racism, is the frame of heteronormativity, is the frame of the destruction of the earth. Control, mastery, erasure. Our our history can be called as a history of colonialism, capitalism, and brutality, destroying everything. So now we can come to the text that we read this morning. Because it was also a certain kind of reading of the Bible that got us into that place. So this text, when it is bad uh, read, it is obvious and let them have dominion over the fish and the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle and over the wild animals of the earth and over, it, over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Let them have dominion 
Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish again of the sea and over the birds of the air and of every living thing that moves. And that reading that we have to control everything, subdue everything, that we humans have a better place over and above the earth, that made us being the human exceptionalism. We are the ones loved by God. Everything else are things that will pass. God's love is for us, not for the creatures, not for the animals, not for the plants. We believe in a God Almighty who gave us all the power to dominate everything. And this desire to dominate is what's killing everything. Because there's this, 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 uh, this, this, this feel, this thinking, this assurance, this demand of the Christian faith for us to dominate is what makes us so entitled that we can do whatever we want. And we can kill whatever we want, whomever we want. Because they are there for our pleasure, for our desire. So we take everything the way we want. We can kill animals as we want. We can take up every soil that we want, turn into anything for us to consume. We have no limits. So you want to know what is about the, um, the human dominion? Let's have um, a video. Let's just have one of the videos. Let's have the... Uh, I don't know, should we do the mountain top of the overfishing? Let's do the um, the mountain top. It is a video about dominion, so as first to understand. For much of the 20th century, most coal in West Virginia was mined by men working deep underground. But by the 1970s, a new kind of mining was starting to transform West Virginia on a scale that can still be hard to comprehend unless you see it from the air. At first, Coldridge, Mingo County looks like many other forested areas of the Appalachians. But when the fog clears, you'll soon discover that many of the mountains themselves are gone. This is the land of mountaintop removal, a mining technique so powerful and efficient that companies can simply carve off the tops of entire mountains to get to the coal buried below. This mine is one of the biggest mountaintop mines in the state. It's called Obet 21. Not long ago, this area was blanketed with trees and hills. Now, it's a 12,000-acre dig site. Just a few men and a few monster machines to destroy an entire Appalachian mountain. Once the tree is cut, geologists locate the seams of coal below. Then the company drills holes, stuffs them with powerful explosive, and blows them up to loosen earth and rock. Next, excavators move in to rip the mountain apart, scoop by scoop. For every ton of coal produced in a mine like this one, it has to remove 16 tons of earth. The best way to grasp the scale of this operation is to watch it from the air. It looks like a giant sandbox 
with enormous motorized toys. All this activity has one singular purpose, to uncover valuable seams of coal like this one, and then dig it out and ship it to market. Surface mining is much safer for West Virginia's miners since they don't have to work underground in potentially dangerous tunnels, but it comes with a huge environmental cost. 500 mountains have already disappeared, along with the habitats for hundreds of species. And lives are impacted too. When a mining company carves off a mountaintop, it has to put that earth somewhere. And so it dumps it into nearby place. 3,200 local streams have been destroyed, and entire communities have been forced to relocate when the mining companies buy up the land. All of this for 7% of coal in, in every mountain. Let's watch the, the, the video on overfishing for us to see what you're doing to animals as if fish are just like stupid creatures, right? We don't even care. Let's watch the, the, the next one in overfishing. It's a hard one to watch. We have been fishing for 40,000 years, constantly improving our fisheries and our nets. Fishing became an industry. It's no longer a question of family, but of investment and technology. To increase our catch, our fishermen formed fleets. What changed everything is the invention of the deep sea troll a large net with a funnel-shaped opening, like the mouth of the whale shark. Our nets are so large that some measure 40 kilometers. Then entire factories took to the sea. We use probes, radar, and focus all our ingenuity on hunting down marine life. Every year, we fish 90 million tons of wild fish globally. Half this amount is fished by only 1% of our fishing boats. My trawlers, my seines, my nets are so vast that I no longer select my catch. I take all that comes and sort it later depending on the market value of the fish. Peruvian anchovy, Alaska pollock, Atlantic herring. We just scoop it all up. There's no limit to our predation, apart from the fish quotas fixed by scientists. But who can prevent us from exceeding them? Worldwide, 80% of commercial fish stocks have been declared fully exploited or overexploited. Our fishing has reached a ceiling. We are at a biological limit. How could we have got to this point? 
Our intensive fishing sacrifices millions of fish. These are the waste, the rejects of the catch, or just the fish crushed to death in our nets. Fish killed for nothing. It's so sobering, isn't it? This is dominion. This is what dominion is. And friends, there's one challenge when we talk about climate change and global overwhelming. It's, it's because it's so hard to see, isn't it? That it's hard for our hearts to hold on to so much suffering. That's why we need to do this in groups. That's why only communities can do that alone you're going to be crushed in one week that's why we have to be here every week that's why we have to be here for each other every time because it's only when we are together that we can remember the names of those who died and remember of, of the animals who died so i would i would i would challenge you for your for your worship services to add also a confession of our sins and remember the animals that we have killed remembering the forests that we have that we have burned remember the the uh, the uh, 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 the coral reefs that are dying so every week just to have a sense that we they are part of ourselves and that is what we need to do to turn to see the, the fish, the mountains, the worms, the trees, the plants, the oceans, the rivers, just like God's image. That they don't, they're not above us. It is because of that dominion that we got COVID. What is COVID if not going into the widest place and, and, and go where we shouldn't go? Deal with animals that we shouldn't deal. We have no limits. That's why we have COVID, because we don't care for the limits of the earth. We are 4%, my friends, of the entire global population, United States. 4% of the global population. And you know how much we use of the Earth's resources? 44%. 4% of people using almost half of what the Earth can give. There's something wrong with us. And if we don't put limits into ourselves, and if our faith don't tell us, stop, you cannot do all you want. We have to challenge this form of liberalism that is in the, in the US Constitution. That is part of all of us that we think we can do whatever, buy everything, and, and, and turn our, our boredom or our, our, our ways of not feeling good into buying something. That's when we have a faith to give us practices of faith to change. Prayer, liturgical practices, singing living together so my friends as we come down i want to challenge you all to be to be god's adama the tiller we have to be the gardener the, the gardeners of god's earth 
The garden tiller is designed to break up hard, compact soil into loose, broken up dirt that can be used for planting. So I'm challenging you all to be God's garden tillers. See, for the earth is God's garden. The earth is God's body. So to tend the soil and all its living creatures is to heal the earth is to touch God's own body. As we touch ourselves and heal ourselves, to mend the earth is about mending ourselves. That's the reverse dominion. God's called us to serve the earth as well. Serve the poor. Serve the oppressed. But serve also the earth. Be gardeners of God's earth. Isn't that a wonderful thing? But in order to do that, my friends, we have to listen. We have to learn how to listen. We have to learn how to see. We have to learn how those creatures live. That's why we start small. Start to listen. Oh, before it was this stupid. What this thing can say? No, now I'm going to try to listen. I'm going to try to pause and pay attention in a different way as a living being. Not a thing. Are you ready to be God's gardener? For God so loved the world. And the world means every creature. Every creature was loved by Jesus. Every frog, every little bird, every deer, every worm, every hummingbird, every rodent, every fish on the sea, every bird in the sky, every animal on earth. God so loved the world that the clouds were loved. The mountains were loved. The rivers were loved. What are the rivers next to your house, next to Atlanta where you are? What are the rivers next to the church that you must serve? God so loved the world, my friends, that even your plant was as much, was loved by God as much as you. No less than you, as much as you. May we all become God's gardeners. Blessings. Thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m.-ish. We are at 486 Park Ave in Southeast Atlanta, across the street from Grant Park, at the corner of Park Ave and Sydney Street. To find out more about us or get in touch, visit our website at parkavebaptist.com. Now go into a world that is too often unjust. Knowing that the God that created you loves you. And empowers you to love boldly, live inclusively, and serve creatively.